Zers. Golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We will drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. Into the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G, along with the best caddy on the planet, Rich B. Hello there. Well, let's hope uh, something good happened on your vacation, Holly. Uh, you know, it's nice to get out of touch for a while. How did that go? Great stuff happened, including, um, yes, I went on a little... A uh, quickie down to the Bahamas, if you will. And uh, we got the fight, the big fight, piped into the boat on Saturday night. It was really very cool. The pillow fight? Yeah, the pillow fight. That was weak. Um, but, you know, they showed it in the theater and uh, also on the you know main deck and on these jumbo trowns. And I think uh, we had some of the best seats in the house, probably better than the people paying all those big bucks at MGM. About sixth row back in the center in front of this jumbotron. Arr, were it they was, pirating the signal out there was, in international no, waters? No, no. I'm, guess, <laughs> I'm guessing they paid for it. They were the only ones to pay for it. So we were in Dock at Nassau, and all these people on the carnival and the other boats were trying to, trying to watch it from their balconies. It was pretty funny. Nice, but nice trip. Good. I was, hope you uh, had a great time, Holly. It was awesome. Uh, you sure did need a vacation. Uh, man, you're oh the grumpy man. pants tonight. I don't know what happened. You, you sure have, did. Uh, you have problems getting, yeah, uh, had, you know, uh, what, you what know, have you been playing bad golf or something? You got your tidy whities in a mess. We have uh, the derby. That was that was uh, just about as exciting as the fight. That was just awful. All right, can we talk about golf? Like the WGC. Hello, Rory McIlroy. Yeah, it's part of the lineup. I mean, you had the derby, you had the match play, you had the the fight. It was a great Saturday. Yeah, a great Saturday night, and, prime um, time all the way for sports. And uh, you know, we love it when the tournaments are out on the West Coast. And of course, uh, we get that late in the you know late in the afternoon tea times. And uh, it was fun. It was fun to see uh, see it prime time. And boy, Rory, tough day on Sunday. Has to get up to finish the playoff with Paul Casey, who uh, you know gave him a tough run, twenty two holes, and then turns around, has to play the semis, and then the final match. That was a long day, Rich B. A long weekend, man. They ended up playing, what, seven uh, seven matches or so, something like that, if you went the uh, distance. A uh, lot of golf, you know, and uh, he's going to be beat up. And he was talking about going to the fight Saturday night, actually flying to Vegas. but uh, That didn't happen. But you know what did happen, which was pretty funny? I saw some pictures. He actually went into the media center and watched it with a few of the guys 
um, including Jimmy Roberts from NBC. But it was funny. They were all, you know, Michael Collins was right yeah, there. Yeah, the but they row. were watching it on, you know, a little a little screen. It was it was pretty funny actually. But it certainly did not do anything uh, to mess up his game on Sunday because, um, as Johnny Miller put it, he he was winning with his C plus game was not the the normal Rory, but as world number one, uh, he made the shots when he had to. I mean, came down in the uh, semis, birdie, birdie, birdie to win it, and um, then birdie, birdie, eagle to win the next, I'm sorry, the semis, that birdie, birdie to win the quarters. And then uh, he just, you know, Woodland was not not a match for him on on Sunday in the finals. How about that, uh, Gary Woodland? Though you got to give him credit. I mean, he went through the whole field just like uh, Rory McIlroy did, and um, put on a very good exhibition. I think this guy's got his head together, as you could tell by looking at him. Very stoic on the golf course. Didn't let a whole lot, you know, creep into his head. And I, I you know, I, I like what he was doing with his game. I mean, uh, obviously, he's been working on the right things. On the practice tee. Well, he did have a little issue with his driving in the end. I don't know if that was um, nerves. He certainly had the power to go up against Roy, which was really fun. Distance, uh, you know, they were able to kind of go uh, mano a mano there. But, uh, you know, he, he he had a good string of holes, 9, 10, 11, 12. And then hole number 13 turned out to be a little unlucky and kind of turned the tide. He seemed to have things going his way. He made up some ground on Rory, who had gone from four up down to two up and just made an awful putt to uh, miss making par on 13. And then it kind of unraveled on 14. He had that, you know, long putt that he hit horribly short and ended up three putting. And uh, I think Rory kind of knew then it was was in his hands and uh, ended up uh, defeating him four and two. But what do you think of the new format? A lot of golf, as we said earlier, Holly. That's uh, that's a long, long week, and uh, uh, you know, I don't know if I like it. You know, I mean, you got the the, the groups of four, in, uh, you know, oh god, it's just a big mess. A lot of golf, a lot of lot of match play. Well, I we talked about this before we came on. Rory, if we compare Rory versus uh, Gary Woodland's uh, path to the finals, Rory had a pretty stout uh, list he had to get through: Duffner, Snedeker. Horschel, Matsuyama, he took care of pretty easily, which I was kind of surprised. Casey and Furick. I mean, I thought that match Furick and and uh, Roy looked more like the finals. I mean, you know, he's such a bulldog, Jim Furick. And then uh, Woodland Walker, that was a big upset. Poulter, Simpson, Leishman, Sendin, and Willett. Uh, an Englishman we haven't heard a lot about, but. Played extremely well and uh, beat Jim Furyk in the consolation round to earn himself temporary membership in the PGA Tour. That's pretty big stuff. You know, and as we uh, discussed, I mean, you're talking about the top ten and the route of, uh, you know, the match play. And uh, as I had to remind you, Holly, at that level, you know, everything is good. I mean, everybody's good. And, you know, and you even said it yourself, throughout the match, there's going to be a little wave, a ripple where somebody can actually take over the matches. And uh, at this level, these guys are good. Woodland is 50, right? He was ranked number 50. Yeah. So he went a long way. So, you know, whoever's hot 
Well, and you can have a blow-up hole, yep. and it doesn't cost you the way it's going to in stroke play. Some were suggesting, and of course, you know, new format, so everybody's going to have their input, uh, that you know, perhaps there should be a certain amount of uh, metal play the first three days. But, you know, I don't know about you, but I like seeing match play. There's a whole different mojo that goes on, as happened and occurred in a few places. Uh, for instance... Keegan Bradley. Oh, nice show. And Angel Jimenez oh, going at that. it. Yeah, that was that was almost a better fight than the Mayweather Pacquiao fight. Very close. A <laughs> um, little controversy over um, over a penalty issue, and um, you know, I asked you about that son Hal coming over to uh, you know I. I think it was a little match play showmanship, <laughs> don't you? Well, showmanship, you know. Uh, plus, Keegan Bradley is. Uh, you know, P-I-S-S-E-D, pissed. And uh, and then he's got the <laughs> he's got Miguel and Hell in his face. And then, you know, everybody. And he mouths off to his caddy. Yeah, That's not a good play. Caddy's mouthing off. And, uh, you know, this whole thing, you know, on the 18th hole and uh, whatever those, it was. Those blue eyes of Keegan's went looking like iceberg blue. You know, I, you know that's, just, that's just such a great show. I love that because you just don't see that. Uh, you know, in regular, uh, you know, match or uh, uh, metal play golf, you know, and it's something like this match play where there's decisions being made that could affect both players, you know, either way. So, and then you also get into uh, when when they start coming down to the you know last few holes, and yeah, suddenly, really on. suddenly everything starts getting uh, put out, even if it's you know. Within a foot, <laughs> that's when you like to see no when they gimmies, yeah. no no gimmies. You you put it out, so uh, it it is. It's it's completely different. I think it's fun to to watch, um, and uh, you know I think you saw it was interesting. Several of the uh, announcers were saying that it that it's tough to beat number one, and that as it you know came down to the last couple of matches. Even Jim Furyk had a couple of those, you know, loosey-goosey shots that cost him in the end in his match. And, uh, you know, that's that's also the pressure of match play. And as they said, the pressure of beating world number one. And I think this certainly gives Roy a lot of momentum coming into the TPC. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think Furyk's got some momentum coming into the TPC this week, you know. And, and uh, Tiger's back? Yeah. But Tiger. You know, Holly, no, you don't have a shot with him. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay. Oh. Don't we feel don't we feel don't we feel sad for Tiger? Yeah. Great. It's his three year relationship uh ending with Lindsay Vaughn, which was announced Sunday, and um unfortunately also the timing with his father's death, the anniversary of his father's death nine years ago, which of course we know Tiger uh, was very, very close to his dad, instrumental in um, his career. And, uh, you know, still, you can tell, is very tough and a sensitive time for him. So, uh, But we know Tiger. He'll get inside the ropes and it'll be no problem. But uh, some may forget he was the defending champ in 2013, was not able to defend last year. So uh, we should keep our eyes on Tiger Martin Keimer, of course, had that uh, great finish last year, 
drain that putt on 17. He had a great six weeks there. He played the U.S. Open and just ran away from the field uh, six weeks uh, Yeah, six weeks later in the U.S. Open. He and, was just red hot. And Jordan Spieth was in the mix last year after coming off almost a win at the Masters and uh, played extremely well at the players and until the last few holes on Sunday. So he's he's going to be another one I think everybody's going to be watching. And, you know, the, the players is, as they say, the fifth major has the toughest field all year. And uh, it's going to be just some great golf. The golf course apparently in the best condition it's been in years due to the weather that we've had the past month. So uh, it is going to be some good golf, and we've got a lot. Coming up, Todd Lewis calling in from the Golf Channel at the Media Center at the TPC. We'll be back. You're listening to the Golf Insider. Stay with us. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Howie G, along with Rich B. And uh, we're going to waste no time, Rich. We're going to go to one of the busiest guys in golf. Our man, always looking good, live from the press center at Ponte Vedra and the TPC, Todd Lewis. Hello, Todd. Hey, Ali. Rich, how are you? Very well. And you, what's going on up there? How's the weather? Uh, it's actually beautiful this week. Uh, normally, well, I shouldn't say normally, but actually I do. I will say normally. <laughs> Since this tournament's been moved out of March into May, it's been pretty hot here and dry. Uh, but uh, it's been kind of cool, a little breezy here. When I say cool, I'm talking about temperatures in the 70s. Um, so it's quite refreshing compared to recent years past. Uh, golf course is in fantastic shape. Last year, um, received a lot of criticism. It wasn't quite in strong enough shape because of the tough winter. This year, it looks wonderful. Uh, the rough is is definitely difficult, but somewhat manageable. Um, and this golf course would be a true test um, for, for the, what is considered the toughest field in any tournament all year. Well, I want to get to that in a second. But first, your thoughts on... Rory's win, his first WGC event, 10th PGA Tour title. Uh, only Tiger and Nicholas to win as many events under the age of 26. And, of course, he just celebrated his birthday. Not a bad week for Rory. Yeah, not a bad week. It's actually his second WGC event. He won the Bridgestone Invitational last year, but his first match play uh, victory. Uh, he, I think you know, it showed – I think it's a feather in his cap because winning, in my opinion – a match play event, especially one that's a WGC match play event, um, that kind of fills the resume for a complete golfer if indeed you throw in major championships uh, and other big-time wins like the BMW PGA last year on the European Tour. So, um, yeah, Roy looks strong. Um, he, he, he was pressed up against the wall a couple of time, times in some matches, and he fought back and got victory. So I was impressed with the way he played last week. I think it was Johnny Miller who said he was winning with his C-plus game between some of his uh, not-so-great pitches and a you know, few of uh, his uh, iron shots that got away from him. Uh, but certainly down in, in the clutch, it was the putts that made the difference. And 
You know, he just he finished strong with that birdie, birdie, eagle, um, birdie, birdie, birdie against um, in his in his uh, quarterfinal match. I mean, that was some strong golf and then kind of put uh, Gary Woodland away in the end. Yeah, I felt like he putted like Jordan Spieth has been putting over the last few months. Um, and I think that was the biggest key. I think the, the key heading into this week now is, is how rested is Rory McIlroy. Um, because if let's say the winner this week at the players, they're going to play at least 72 holes. Um, we'll even throw a playoff in, which is a three-hole low-score aggregate winner. That's 75. Well, Rory last week in all of his matches played 121 holes of golf. Uh, and, you know, two matches a day on Saturday and Sunday. So he played a lot of golf in that span um, and then had to fly from the West Coast to South Florida. And that is why he wasn't out here Monday and Tuesday. He was actually resting at home. Um, and then he came out to the stadium course at, at CBC Sawgrass today, played just nine holes, met with the media, worked on a few things on the driving range. So he feels like his game is in order. He just need to make sure, needed to make sure his body was in order for what can be a very you know, grueling event mentally and physically this week. I saw that press conference. He looked pretty fresh, you know, and yeah. obviously smiling a lot coming off that victory. But, uh, you know, he, he looked pretty rested for, you know, <laughs> just coming off the victory on Sunday and playing those three matches. That was amazing. He had to finish up the playoff early Sunday morning. But uh, I have to say, you know, maybe a little little buoyed up by it all. True, he has a bounce in the step because he comes through with a victory. But, I mean, those two and a half days of rest were key for Rory McIlroy. I mean, they have, they made this plan actually Sunday afternoon. When I mean, as soon as he was handed the, the winning trophy, they said, I'm not going to play golf Monday and Tuesday. I'm going to stay home. Um, and then Wednesday I'll, I'll head up to Ponte Vedra. So, you know, it's a good strategy, at least. It looks like a good strategy. We'll see how it uh, works out starting tomorrow. What were your thoughts overall with the new format, and what did the players think? I liked it. Uh, I don't know if there's some way if if a player has been eliminated in a pool. I don't think there is a way, to be honest with you, that they can, cannot play Friday in a meaningless match. I don't think that that's possible. Uh, but I like the format. I think it, it, it's, you know, some people criticize it because, you know, it's exciting to have one and done. But I think you get the truer champion if a, if a player has to go through pool play and beat three others in their pool to advance and then continue on in the lose-and-go-home format. I, I thought it was positive. Not, not a lot mentioned about Phil pulling out, you know, due to quote-unquote personal reasons. Uh, you know, what's, what was your take on that? I was disappointed, to be honest with you, that Phil pulled out. He told me in January he was very excited about the format. Uh, he looked forward to playing the WGC Cadillac match play. Um, I think, in my opinion, the thing that probably kind of threw him in a negative direction was because on Tuesday there was a pro-amp, a mandatory pro-amp for the players. And uh, if you combine, like I mentioned, if you win, you, you like Rory won 121 holes of golf, then a pro-am on Tuesday, and you know, Phil's got to play the players across the country next week. He just felt like it was too much, and I think that pro-am you know, had, was a big influence on him pulling out. Uh, so, yeah, I was a little disappointed. I would have liked to have seen him out there in San Francisco in his state competing in this WGC event, but it's his choice. Hey, uh, you know, there was uh, a couple of things going on there, uh, the Keegan-Bradley uh, uh, Miguel fight <laughs> and the Pacquiao Mayweather fight. I didn't see you uh, with Rory there. Uh, you know, 
eating pizza that evening, watching that in the press room. Yeah, it was interesting because Rory had a ticket, um, but in order for him to make the fight, he needed to leave TBC Harding Park at 6.30 Pacific time while his match spilled over into close to 8 p.m., so he was unable to obviously get on a plane and go to Las Vegas. Uh, but it was cool for him. I think it was a positive thing because this is the kind of character that, that Rory has, the personality that he has. I mean, look, he's a big-time superstar. I see it out here every week. Uh, but he feels comfortable enough to, to sit down with media members and, and watch the fight, you know, and, uh, and us as media members respect that. And, that, you know, and Rory has a great relationship with the media, and I'm sure he had some fun with them and, they had some, and we had some fun with him. Um, so it was good to see. So we've got a big pairing tomorrow, Rory, uh, Jordan Spieth and Jason Day. I think a lot we're hoping to see Rory and Jordan uh, in the WGC, but this is going to be a exciting matchup tomorrow. Let's not forget about Jason Day either. Uh, I mean, he's a great player. Um, so I, I wouldn't count him out uh, in that grouping as well. Um, but you have to understand this golf course. This golf course, you know, probably fits into Jordan Spieth's hands more than Rory McIlroy or Jason Day. Those two guys are really big hitters in the golf ball, especially with the driver. Um, but, but length is not a necessity here. I mean, you look at the guys who have won on this golf course, and you go back in time. I mean, Fred Funk won here. He doesn't hit it that far. Uh, Tim Clark won here. He doesn't hit it that far. This, is, this golf course, this tournament, puts a premium on making sure that you hit the fairway and distance control. So, you know, Jordan's pretty good at that, and obviously putting as well. So, you know, he's, it, it's going to be the premier grouping as far as I'm concerned on Thursday and Friday. It should be a lot of fun to watch. Well, I think Jordan not playing, um, you know, the last couple of matches, probably a little, little bit of a bonus there for him. Yeah. Uh, maybe, uh, but I'm, I'm sure he wanted to have some momentum as well. Um, yeah. I, I'm, if you ask Jordan, he's like, hey, would you like to have the weekend off or would you like to have the WGC Cadillac match play trophy? Uh, no brainer. I'm sure, <laughs> sure he would have liked to take it. Uh, but uh, I don't, I, like I said, you know, I think, I think Rory resting over the next, over the last couple of days, rather, has really benefited him. I don't think it's going to be an issue as far as fatigue goes mentally or physically. Give us an update on Tiger. Press conference yesterday addressed the questions about his breakup with Lindsay. Seemed to be pretty, you know, forthcoming for Tiger about that. And as yeah, I, as we said, he ahead, he sorry. won in 2013, wasn't able to defend in 2014. So, uh, you know, all eyes on Tiger too. Well, they all always are. Um, and he did address the breakup with Lindsay Vaughn a bit. Um, he didn't go into detail. Um, but as I said last night on Live from the Players, very rarely do we get to peek inside the window in Tiger Woods' personal life. And he gave us a little bit of that yesterday. He said it was difficult to break up, but also it was difficult that it came, the announcement at least, of the breakup coming on the same day um, that his father died, Earl, nine years ago. Um, he said it was, you know, it was tough on him. He said he hasn't been able to sleep. Um, so, you know, it, it, was, it was, it showed a, I've seen this actually over the last year or so, a little more of a human side coming out of Tiger Woods, at least with the media. I think his kids are influencing him, and I think he's just getting older as well. And 
you know, as we get older, you know, you, you think you, you get wiser. So, and you, you have a different perspective. So maybe that's affecting Tiger. As far as his golf game goes, um, I, I will say that yesterday and a little bit today, I mean, he had a two-way miss going, and that means he wasn't certain where his misses are going to be. They're going to be on the right side or the left side. So he was battling that. He wasn't very happy with his ball striking. So now we'll see if he comes out tomorrow and has a good day. But as of right now, in his own words, there's some things that need to sharpen up before competition. So who do you have your eye on, Todd? Uh, any anybody that uh, is is uh, on your radar? Well, I'm, I'm all three of those guys that you mentioned: Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, and Jason Day. I got my eye on those three. I think they can have a really banner week. They're playing very very well. Um, but two other guys: one is Jim Furyk, um, who's just won just a few weeks ago. I think it was a big big win for him, winning at Hilton Head because. It kind of exercised a lot of those demons that have been following him around that say he cannot finish a golf tournament. I mean, he, he got into the playoff and then went birdie-birdie in the playoff, so he's got some more belief in his tank now. And Henrik Stenson is a former champion uh, here. He may be one of the best ball strikers, if not the best ball striker on the PGA Tour. This is a ball striker golf course. He's finally healthy again. He looks strong. I followed him a little today. Uh, so those five players, if I had to pick five, are the ones that I would pick. All right. And uh, a dark horse? How about Mar- uh, Morgan Hoffman? Morgan uh, Hoffman? Morgan Hoffman. Um, he had a good showing here last year. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I remember looking at his name. I think it was a top ten. Um, and he's been playing well lately. And if there's any kind of positive mojo on his bag is Steve Underwood, who was the same caddy that was on Tim Clark's bag when he won the players here as well. Morgan Hoffman's, I think, a budding young star in the making, and I think he could have, uh, he could be in one of the final groups on Sunday. Well, they say that the players uh, doesn't favor really any type of game, and it's just about who, you know, puts the best four rounds together. So I think that's what also makes it so interesting. As always, Todd, we appreciate your time. Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel and great coverage uh, by the Golf Channel on the WGC. Thanks so much, Todd. Thanks, guys. All right, you're listening to the Golf Insider, 740 The Game. More golf talk coming up live from the Players' Championship. Stay with us. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's... My job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play a pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. If we could just make We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I Court in the house, Holly G, along with Rich B. And, um, Rich, who are you going with? I'm going to ask you early. Okay. You pick three. I'll pick three. Try not to pick, uh, you know, uh, Jordan and uh, uh, oh, we gotta, Rory. Oh, we're going to take go those. The, we're uh, going to take those out of the top. Yeah, I got uh, I'm taking this Gary Woodland. He had a very good week last week in the match play. Uh, uh, let's see. Charlie Hoffman. And uh, Jim Furyk, those are my three. Ooh, I will beat you. With ooh, those three guys. ooh. And does that you mean I come up th- with three? I can't take any of the same players as you. Jor, uh, Jor, yeah. Jordan right. or Rory are off the table. 
All right, I'm going with Justin Rose. One more. Dustin Johnson. One more. And, um, okay, purely emotional. Sergio, got to root for All Sergio. Right, write him down. All I right. Like that. that's, that's a pretty good team right there. Mine's a little uh, out there, but um, uh, uh, Furick has got to put on a winning show here uh, in his hometown. I would love to see that. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. Here's, uh, okay, and I'm, I'll go with a, a fourth. No, Billy no. Horschel. Billy Horschel, not Billy Horschel. He's he's going to be my uh, my 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 fourth, my mulligan. Really? Yeah, hometown of, boy. You got a, boys you got a hometown cut. guy in Zurich. <laughs> I'm taking him, and you know he played played great at the WGC. But anyway, let's go to one of our favorites up at the Players Championship, Jeff Shane from PGATour.com. Hey, Jeff. How are you doing? All right, I know uh, it's been a busy day for you. Any uh, any new news up there you want to fill us in on, hot off the press conferences? No, I, I mean, uh, we get we get to this point, and sometimes they roll them out so fast you hardly have time to digest one <laughs> for the other, and, and they uh, they bring them on fast and furious. But uh, well, I thought uh, I thought Rory I looked pretty rested for being for you know for going home for a couple of days. Uh, he. He just seems really pumped up, and um, the question is, though, has, has Rory figured out TPC? What are your thoughts? Well, uh, I think that, that when Rory's on, Rory can figure out just about any course, but I do wonder, you know, he might feel good today. How will he feel come you know, Friday afternoon or Saturday afternoon? He played seven matches at Harding Park. And he didn't put anybody away early. In fact, he had to come from behind to stay alive three times uh, in, in that in that run to the championship. Uh, went 22 holes against uh, against Paul Casey. He had a 20 hole match in the opening stage. He had to come back from two down. Eliminated uh, eliminated Jim Furyk, I believe, it was a birdie birdie eagle to finish that one off. So he's played a lot of holes of golf here in the last week, and I know he's 26, and I know he's young, but I think when you contrast that with the test that Sawgrass gives you, um, how much staying power are you going to have? I, I tell you, when I was making my picks for this week, I took everybody off the list <laughs> that played in the semifinals and was going to play seven matches. Well, um the TPC has quite an interesting roster of past champions. Martin Keimer in 2014, Tiger Woods in 2013, Matt Kuchar in 2012, KJ Choi in 2011. You know, a mix of, uh, then, then we have Tim Clark in 2010, Henrik Stenson in 09, Sergio in 08, and Phil Mickelson in 07. So, um, you know, pretty stout uh, uh, past uh, champions list. Who do you think um, is coming into this tournament out of that group that might have the best opportunity to win again? Oh, wow. Um, one, one thing is this course favors no one. And you've probably talked about that quite a bit already. But just reading that list, you've got long and short. You've got Americans. You've got people from overseas. You've got players who come in hot. You've got players who came in missing the cut, you know, the week before. Uh, and this that makes this week so much tougher to 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 forecast out of that group that you mentioned the guy that I like and he's a local so so uh, you know we'll chalk that up for him as well that's Henrik Stenson 
top 20s uh, in uh, his last four stroke play starts, three of them top fives. Couldn't finish it off at Bay Hill. We, we remember that. But he's won this event before in 09. He was fifth in 2013. He's one of the best iron players in the game. And straight, strong iron play, I think, is the biggest factor on this golf course. What about um, you know players that we might not necessarily have on the radar? Somebody that's coming to mind uh, because of his ball striking is uh, Zach Johnson. He's on my list, um, and uh, I, I was kind of down on Zach earlier in the year just because he didn't seem to be putting any momentum together on the West Coast swing, but the last, uh, the last five events, he's got four top 20s. That includes a ninth at the Masters. I think he's playing a lot better now, and uh, you know, as, as we were talking about, you've got to hit it straight. Uh, Zach is not the longest hitter, but you don't have to be on this golf course. And he's on, he's definitely on my list. Um, I was surprised he wasn't on your list. list. Yeah, I was surprised it was on Rich's list because he's, he's been, uh, he's been hot for Zach the last few weeks. I'm expanding my uh, (laughs) pick horizons. All right. That could be your mulligan Um, if you like. Okay. So now you (laughs) both have four picks. (laughs) She's selling, she's selling me something. I don't know if I'm buying it for real. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, uh, Jeff. Uh, Continue my friend. No, that's okay. Uh, but my, my list is full of ball strikers. If, if I was to take four, I don't know if you want me in on this or not, but if Absolutely. I was to take four, I've got Stenson, I've got Lee Westwood. I think Jimmy Walker uh, is, is a fantastic ball striker, and this course ought to fit him. If you remember, his final round last year was a 65 to jump him into the top 10. And a guy that, that I think has been really under the radar, and part of it is because he had to disappear for a couple of weeks to tend to his ill wife, but he played really well in New Orleans, uh, probably you know, completely you know, freed his mind now that his, his wife uh, was recovering at home, and then he, he actually advanced out of his bracket at the uh, at the match play before he was eliminated by Gary Woodland, the runner-up. But Mark Leishman, I think, is a really strong long shot this week. Ooh, Mark Leishman. Mm, I like that pick. I like that pick. I like this. you got Paul Casey written down there somewhere. Now, what's that all about? The, how many are you going to make? How well, many picks? No, you I, can't take a pick away. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. But, I, I you know, I, I think Paul Casey, as you were, you know, talking uh, Jeff is is a guy who uh, not only great play at the WGC, but talk about somebody whose game has come together. Yes, yes, it really has, and I think Paul Casey is going to win somewhere this year. I really like what he's done. I also believe that he is a big match play specialist, and and has he got more comfortable last week? You could you could see that he was really starting to relish this, and, and if. If they would have had more daylight at Harding Park, maybe he was the one that was going to eliminate McElroy. Uh, but you could you could tell that Casey was starting to smile in places where a lot of other guys were not smiling <laughs> in the midst of match play. Uh, the problem with Casey is he just doesn't have a good history at Sawgrass. Hasn't seen a weekend there since '09, and so. Uh, again, I love Casey. Uh, he's one of he's, he's one of my guys that I think we will see a win out of him this year. I'm just not sure this is the week he's, it's going to happen. All right, Jeff, what was your take on uh, Miguel Jimenez and uh, Keegan Bradley? What did you see there happening? <laughs> well, 
for one thing, you know, caddy, the caddy should not get too involved <laughs> because that's not his job. Uh, I, I think really Pepsi Hale, you know, kind of dragged Keegan further into it than Keegan wanted to be. I think Keegan just kind of wanted to you know, let Jimenez you know, spout off and, and the ruling was going in Keegan's favor and it was all going to be settled that Pepsi probably should have not said anything. But then when Jimenez told him to shut up, then you kind of dragged Keegan into it and it got more heated. But uh, uh, I suppose there, there, I, I still have yet to do this and I keep reminding myself, I need to see if those guys faced each other in the last two Ryder Cups because so I think there's more there, and uh, if you if if you hear around a little bit, you know, Jimenez is w- another one of those guys that may not do anything really outwardly or anything in front of the cameras, but he's a guy that can kind of get under people's skin, and he certainly got under Keegan's. Okay, out of the premier group, let's eliminate Roy, but who do you think would really, really is hungry for this Players' Championship, Jason Day or Jordan Spieth? I still got to go with Spieth. I still think that that he's playing really well. I mean, he only made, what, three or four bogeys the entire time he was at Harding Park. He just, in a, in a third-day matchup of two golfers that were 2-0, and oh, Lee Westwood with a chip in and a long putt was just that much better than Jordan Spieth, and it might actually have helped Spieth because Spieth got the weekend off, and he got to rest up for this thing. And uh, I, I'm still very, very bullish on Jordan Spieth. We're talking to Jeff Shane from PGATour.com. So uh, all reports are that the golf course is in some of the best shape ever due to the warm weather we've had. And um, what's, uh, what are you hearing from the players? <sighs> that this is going to be just a tough, tough test. And I'm going to be really interested to see how those guys that played at Harding Park last week and then had to fly cross country, how they adapt. You, I mean, we see it every so often. Actually, we see it every year because you have a World Golf Championship at, at Firestone followed by the PGA Championship. So you know guys can handle two tough events juxtaposed back-to-back like that. But... Um, I suppose in a week like this where you've got a course like Sawgrass, uh, you know, we, it will really separate the men from the boys. And one of the most interesting stats that I see every year as I prepare for uh, prepare what I'm doing here is not only has there been no two-time or back-to-back champion at Sawgrass, no defending champion has ever finished in the top five the following year. Wow. Maybe that's not why we're not talking about Martin Keimer. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, what a great stretch of golf he had last year. But, geez, after the U.S. Yeah. Open, he's really kind of disappeared. I'm really surprised by that. Uh, he's just been that kind of player where he gets into these really hot stretches. And, and when he's on a streak, uh, you know, if you're a fantasy player or, or you uh, do a little betting on him, you know, you ride him as far as you can. But uh, when he goes cold, he really goes cold. And right now he's really cold because he missed three cuts before the match play. And then he didn't get out of the first round. Overall, before we let you go, Jeff, uh, your your uh, um, thoughts on the new format for the for the WGC? Did you did you like it? And how did they determine the groups? That was something that 
I wasn't clear on. Okay. I do like the format. I realize that it brought a lot of players in the 40s and 50s and 60s in the rankings through, but I think that was just because of their really good play. I mean, as I mentioned with Spieth, Spieth got eliminated not because he played poorly. He just ran into a hot Lee Westwood on the wrong day. Uh, the, the groups were determined. You seeded the top 16 players as the top seed in every one of those pods. And then you took the next 16 players and you put them into a bowl and you did a blind draw. Then you did, took the next 16 players and put them into a bowl and those were, those were a, another draw. And then the last 16 players. So you, every group had one of the top 16 Every group had somebody from number 17 through 33 because Phil Mickelson withdrew, so it wasn't your 17 to 32. And then every group had somebody from 34 to 49 in the world rankings and then the, the last 16. So that, that's how they determined it. Every, the top 16 got seated and then line draw by group. And as Rich pointed out, when you're playing match play, anything can happen. And we got to see some players we wouldn't normally, especially of uh, the the English guys uh, and Danny Willett benefiting, uh, you know, from his great play and finish in the consolation match to uh, get his temporary PGA Tour card. Yeah, and I think we'll see a, a fair amount of Danny Willett. I think it's been his goal to to come over here, and, and now he's got that opportunity, and, and good for him. Um, I'm also kind of bullish on young Tommy Fleetwood, and I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of him as we go along. He had a nice run in match play, uh, and I think he's going to get some sponsor exemptions off of that, and he ought to be able to convert that into temporary status uh, before the end of his term, too. Well, it won't be such a gauntlet last next year as it moves to Austin Golf Club and gets a reposition in the schedule. But it is going to be interesting this week to see how it affects uh, the, the guys and uh, the finish at the Players' Championship. As always, Jeff Shane, we appreciate it. Check him out, PGATour.com. You're listening to the Golf Insider 740 The Game. More golf talk coming up. Stay with us. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so We're back. The Golf Insiders wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house. Holly G and Rich B. We're going back to our picks, Rich. I can't believe you haven't taken Tiger Woods yet. I mean, uh, you know, what's up with that? He's your boy. Uh, well, Todd says he was whacking it around today, so <laughs> I'm I, my boy is Sergio. Although after what Jeff Shane just said, nobody's repeated. So Sergio having won previously, but you know he he seems to know this golf course. Well, this is our this is what the deal is. Okay, we're going to take the top three of our four and add up the total winnings. Oh, I like that. All All right. right. That uh, works. Got it. Low metal. You got it. All right. So my my mulligan's Billy Horschel. Your mulligan? Daniel Berger. Daniel Berger. And now we're going to go to our man behind the glass. This guy's good. A developing player himself. You just said you you have a show of intelligent golf talk. You want to bring me in? That'll (laughs) just ruin it. All right, Chris. Come on, buddy. We're Uh. giving you three. We might even give you two mulligans. Excellent. Yeah, you get four picks. Go ahead. Fire away. Four picks? All right. I'll take Jason Day, Patrick Reed, 
Dustin Johnson and Brant Schnedeker. I like that pick. I like Brant. I thought we said though his the picks had to be out of the premier group.